Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Simple Theology, a podcast connecting theology to everyday life by examining various doctrines of the Christian faith. And we are back after a month-long break. What a sabbatical. It feels good. It does feel good. It does feel good. This episode was recorded well before we Mm. took the break, but... It's good to have you guys back with us. Yes. Today we're talking about hospitality. Mm. We're getting into it. Uh, by the way, my name is Rick Rumlick. I'm Robert Kane. And we hope to share um, how God has encouraged us to be hospitable, to share our space with others, and to love them well that way. Yeah, and wait, yeah, exactly. And, and ultimately, we connect that to the gospel, how God has done it with us, and just some practical ways that you can practice hospitality in your own life. Enjoy the combo. Welcome to Simple oh, Theology, oh, okay. a podcast um, about Rick. Okay. Yeah. Take it away, Big Dad. Yeah, so welcome to Simple Theology. <laughs> yes. We're here. This is a podcast. In? That Rick is on. Yeah. That Rick co-hosts. You know, I mean... I mean, he's really the brains behind it. Yeah. This thing... Rick, Rick's, Rick's the reason this thing exists. Here's what I said to Rob. I said, Rob, I want to do my own podcast. I want you to run it. I want you to do 90% of the work, and I'll call you a co-host, but just know, this said, is my podcast. I said, Rick, so long as there's room on your coattails, <laughs> I will ride that I said, train. I said, I have broad shoulders. <laughs> Saddle up, buttercup. No, yes. but here we are. Here we are. We are recording another episode. Yes. We are in Robert's living room. My living room. Which I want to take a minute and just talk Ooh. about it. Okay, Rob and Danielle bought a house in, in Uptown Westerville. Mm-hmm. Wonderful location. Uptown girl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead, keep going. So I identify now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they have done a ton of work. Um, like They're pretty close to like Chip and Joanna Gaines status, let me tell you this. No, but they've done a lot of work. They've uh, all new flooring throughout the house, new paint, a uh, ton Redo the kitchen. Um, they've uh, put new furniture in. Danielle made like new cushions for these bench seats. Rob just finished some um, batten board along board and, board and batten along some of the walls here. Looks great. I say all that to say it's very warm, inviting, and cozy mm. to be here. Thank Today's you. episode is about hospitality, which doesn't have everything to do. It doesn't always revolve around your house or the feng shui of your living room. Mm. But it is an important biblical principle, hospitality. Yeah. Rob, why is it important? Well, I mean, it's important because it's biblical. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep. But, I mean, various other reasons that we'll get into here. But um, before we get going... Oh, so did I get, jump the gun on that? No, that's, that's okay. You, you, did, you, did you didn't I know I was going to do this. Rick, oh. I feel really guilty, okay? I feel really bad. Well, because, that's, that's a normal Because we, we had planned to record mm. five episodes today. Oh, yeah. Which, if and, you had heard like three episodes ago, Rob said that. Yep, yep. And I I thought we would be a little bit quicker, which is foolish on my end, because we've never been <laughs> terribly say. quick with this. And so, I'd made plans to play some outdoor basketball at 1230. Mm. And uh, we are just starting episode four, and it's 12 o'clock. Mm. So... Um, Rick admittedly was frustrated with me. Yes, but it's okay. I'm, I'm past that. Rick, I, I'm really encouraged to hear that. Yes. But I need to say sorry. Okay. And I, I said it off the air, but I also want to say it on the air. Just so for, everybody know. Is this for your own glory now? It's just, that you're not really I sorry, are you? This is about you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're not 
not even no. sorry. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. No. Um, yeah, so I do feel bad about that. But we are addressing hospitality. That's right. Um, and one of the, I mean, there, Scripture talks about it in several different places. So we could, we get into that, but we see it um, in First Timothy 3 and Titus 1 that it it's a requirement for elders. Mm-hmm. And the requirement for elders isn't like, a, hey, you have your normal Christians, and then you have your superstar Christians who are elders, so they're mm-hmm. held to a higher standard. No, like, we're all held to the same standard. Elders just have to be embodying these things on a consistent basis. And yes. one of them is hospitality. First Timothy 3, 2, an overseer or elder or pastor, all synonymous terms, therefore must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, self-controlled, sensible, respectable, hospitable, mm-hmm. and able to teach. And there's more. But then Titus 1, 8 um, mentions that must be hospitable as well, uh, loving what is good, sensible, righteous, holy, self-controlled. And so there are, um, there's plenty of precedents. We see First Timothy 5 that, um, I think it's talking about widows there, where um, the widow is well known for good works. That is, if she has brought up children, shown hospitality, washed the saints' feet, helped the afflicted, and devoted herself to every good work. Then he goes on to explain how the church can support her. Romans twelve thirteen, share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of places. I mean, Hebrews thirteen two, First Peter four nine, where hospitality is emphasized. Yes. And it's also, it's important to remember um, that this, I mean, this is what Jesus did. I mean, he was hospitable. So we yeah. see him washing the disciples' feet and all these things, but he was hospitable. Um, Rob, I just want to say, because I know you jumped into that, but I appreciate your apology. Um, yes. Appreciate your hospitality being here. Yes. Um, Good. I appreciate that you made me some tea and a little bit of like brunch and I, just uh, the coffee that you, you made. No, I offered coffee. I you did, did offer coffee. Yeah, no, you, you're a great host. I offered Rob. oatmeal. You're a great host. Phen- phenomenal host. Mm. No, um, but as we think about hospitality, um, in our culture, there's there can be pressure. Like if you're going to have people over, like you you know, you know do have to have the whole Chip and Joanna Gaines vibe. You have to have everything kind of decked out and you need to have like great games or great conversations. That's more actually like entertaining. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we, we see this with the church, like, you know, entertainment on Sunday morning. What is the difference between hospitality and entertainment? Not to say that entertainment is bad. Yeah. Like, that's fine to have a Christmas party and entertain host. Be hospitable with that. But what's kind of some of the differences there? Yeah. Great question. Um, Jen Wilkin has a great mm. article Jennifer. on this. And I think, I think it's actually called... Um, entertainment versus hospitality, something like that. So, um, or no, it's called choosing hospitality over entertaining. And we'll Mm -hmm. link to that in the show notes, but I'm going to read, um, a portion of that. Yes, please do. But essentially what she gets at is that entertaining is focused on yourself and hospitality is focused on others. But let me read what she says. Entertaining involves setting the perfect tablescape after an exhaustive search on Pinterest. Mm -hmm. It chooses a menu that will impress and then frets its way through each stage of preparation. It requires every throw pillow to be in place, every cobweb to be eradicated, every child to be neat and orderly. It plans extra time to don the perfect outfit before the first guest touches the doorbell on the seasonally decorated doorstep. And should any element of the plan fall short, entertaining perceives the entire evening to have been tainted. Entertaining focuses attention on self. Hospitality... Involves setting a table that makes everyone feel comfortable. 
It chooses a menu that allows FaceTime with guests instead of being chained to the cooktop. Mm. It picks up the house to make things pleasant, but doesn't feel the need to conceal evidences of everyday life. It sometimes sits down to dinner with flour in its hair. It allows the gathering to be shaped by the quality of the conversation rather than the cuisine. Hospitality shows interest in the thoughts, feelings, pursuits, and preferences of its guests. It is good at asking questions and listening intently to answers. Hospitality focuses attention on others. So, Rick, we've been to your place, too. You oftentimes... Have you, have you guys been there? Yeah. Uh, and, and each time, you, I mean, if not each time, I mean, often, <laughs> you sit down with flour in your hair. Yeah, so, man, I do. you must be just killing it at this hospitality yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, I just work really hard at it. Um, no, but all joking aside, um, I have a lot of uh, Enneagram 2 in me, if you're familiar with mm. Enneagram. And so I do enjoy... Hospitable. Hanging out with people. I want people to... I do want people to come over. I, I want people uh, to have a good time. I want to make sure like, hey, do you need, are your needs met? Um, I like the house to be picked up. I'm not a clean freak or an organization freak. Um, but I do like things to be orderly. But as we're having more kids, you just kind of like, do you like, hey man, yeah, it just happened. Um, we had some friends who, I can't remember if it was them or they were just telling the story about a friend they have who, like when you walk in their house, their house was always like messy. And like early on in their like marriage and like, child rearing years to be oh, sorry about the house you know but then as they got older like hey sorry about the house this is how we live <laughs> you're like yep well this is it this is it yeah you know so that kind of idea of like hey this is this space is lived in so yeah it's good to have people in um you know scripture does encourage us to to be hospitable right? yeah to encourage uh to use that as a, as a means of encouragement for the brothers and sisters in christ i think it's also good to remember that hospitality um, it's putting other people first. So as uh, a, a two, I think, or at least there's a lot of Enneagram two in me, not to, again, bring up the Enneagram. Bring up the any. I just genuinely love helping meet needs and stuff, but the, the the underbelly of that is I can try to like get all my worth from that. Like, oh, I'm a great person because I was hospitable, because I, you know, I was forethinking and thought, okay, they, they're going to need this or they're going to want that or how do we make a, a bedroom for whatever. Um, if you're doing that just because, hey, you want to love them and encourage them and just bless them, great. If you're doing that because you're wanting some kind of like this, I don't know, you want to feel like I'm a great person because I'm doing that, it's probably not a healthy um, attitude towards hospitality. Yeah, and, and I will say, and this is um, this is genuine. Rick and I like to joke around a lot. Mm-hmm. But Rick, you are really good at hospitality. Rick, if you, if you guys, and I'm sure all of you at some point will have the opportunity to, to don Rick's home. Come over. Come over and don it. Spend some please. time. Um, Seriously, if you're out of it, town and you're in the area and you're a listener, um, shoot Rob a text. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but he, uh, Rick at proclamationchurch.com. Love to hang out Is with it you. .com or .org? .org. Dang. Dude, so right. many people are emailing you. Your car is... <laughs> I never got the you. emails. <laughs> That's how you get out of a lot of stuff. Anyway, yeah. sorry. So, no, I mean, your, your house is extremely cozy. We love going over there because you guys make it very welcoming, very warm. So, tip of the cap. Thank but yeah, you. There, I mean, there's, there's just a difference between focusing on, and I, and I wrestle with this, focusing on yourself or focusing on others. Mm-hmm. And and part of um, focusing on others is making it, like Jen Wilkins said, making it a place where you can 
where they do feel comfortable right. to come into. I mean, if, yeah. if there's kids' toys all over the place, like they can't walk around them without feeling like they're going to break something, then maybe you're not being as hospitable as what right. you could have been. But if you're also like, oh my goodness, there can't be a crumb on the floor because this, I don't want them to think one negative thing of me because right. of the way, that, then maybe you're going too far to the other side. And so mm-hmm. keeping the other person in mind is yes. is really helpful. Mm-hmm. And we get this we get this pattern of, of hospitality essentially from our Lord. Yes. So we have been bought for those who have embraced Jesus as their Lord, embraced him as their Savior. We who have placed their faith in him for salvation and, and entrusted themselves over to him, they they have been bought by the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that those who are in Christ have been saved from their sin. They've been adopted into a family. They've yeah. been invited into the the union of mm-hmm. of Christ with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. We get to experience all of the Godhead, and this is a hospitable act because God, being perfectly holy, we are separate from Him. Mm-hmm. We are very much so not in the same category. Right. And so, for Him to invite us in. And not only does he invite us in, but he makes the way for us to come in is the greatest hospitable act that we could ever experience. Yes. Yeah. I, I think, you know, sometimes it's not easy, though. That's the thing. It's, when you're in your, in your own home and you're inviting your friends in, that's easy. But when you're maybe hosting a community group or some kind of event where there's other people who... who um, I'm not saying maybe your community group's terrible, Rob, but I'm saying like yeah. people will come in that maybe are more difficult and you just need to, to love them and serve them as you would Christ. James 2, don't don't show favoritism. Hmm. Um, you provide, you meet their needs. First Peter 4, 9 says, be hospitable to one another without complaining. So don't be like, ah, when, like when they all leave, don't be like, man, like those people. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the flesh. And maybe there's something that you, you and your spouse need to talk about, like, hey, we should think about this next time or whatever. But don't be complaining. Don't be belittling um, people, especially uh, people in the, in the church, the, the children of the Lord, brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Um, so it's important to, to do that as well. So l- let me ask you this. Okay. You as, because one of the things that you guys as a church do, which we're trying to embody as well. Embody But it. you guys are, are doing this, is not only in your community groups, but also, but also out during your gatherings on Sundays, mm-hmm. you're trying to practice hospitality yes. by enjoying a meal together. Yep. Can you connect those dots? Yeah, I can. Could you do it for <laughs> us verbally? <laughs> yeah, so so one thing we, um, I often say, that there's, there's something unique, almost divine about sharing a meal. We see all throughout Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, just so much interaction happens around meals. And everyone, almost everyone eats three meals a day, right? Plenty of time to sit. And you're just like, you can't be prim as prim and proper um, nowadays when you're just like shoving spaghetti in your face or you're, you know, you're trying to like feed yourself and feed your kid like soup or whatever. So it just, it brings, breaks down these barriers, social barriers or like these tensions that people have around being around other Christians or being a part of a church. And you just start talking about life. Yeah. It slows everything down. So yeah. we had a small chat like, Hey, how you doing? How's your week? But now we're sitting down, we're having a meal and you're talking about, you know, um, 
Well, if COVID wasn't around, you'd be talking about like the sports game you watched last night. Or what Staying are you guys doing? Yeah. Right? Uh, there's just like, and that's just how you build a relationship. But you also are creating a space. As a church, we're intentional. We're going to create a space where people come and enjoy being together. They're going to build relationship, enjoy relationship, and feel like, hey, there's we wanted to meet your need of a meal, a mid day meal we wanted to create a good kind of healthy well-rounded meal for you yeah like we're not out this isn't like hey whatever you want like order it we'll make it for you so we're not uh, doing that but we just try to be thoughtful and create a space where people can can build relationship and enjoy fellowshipping with one another yeah yeah so it's simple um it's actually relatively easy uh, people think, man, this is a massive thing. Like, we're not a huge church, but we we know churches of several hundred people. They do this. Yeah. Um. There's just there's there's ways to do it. Yeah. And you guys do it well. Not to use this episode to just Thanks, tell Rob. you you're doing everything well. Yeah. But I'm glad. You know what? I'm glad we're ending on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> way to go. This is me making up for. This is my penance. Mm, I like it. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I've I've been to your church several times on Sundays, and mm-hmm. Lord willing, we'll be there again um, later this month when yeah. we're recording. But well, it'll be after this is out exactly. but yeah, yeah, yeah. um mm-hmm. but yeah you guys you guys do that do that well now yes um rick we uh, we have a sponsor that we want to talk about yeah and that do. sponsor we have talked about before so listeners know what's coming we're talking about the christian standard bible mm-hmm. and i believe this is the last episode mm-hmm. where they are our sponsor i was gonna um, say that but yes you're right it it may have been the one previous if, if so we, we gave him an extra one whatever yeah. um but we love the Christian Standard Bible, and we love it because it is faithful to the original text while also being extremely readable for today. We, we love other translations, but the CSB does a unique job of being um, optimal, of expressing optimal equivalence. Mm-hmm. And um, we obviously care about theology. We want to make sure that the text that we're reading is faithful. Um, but then we also want to be able to hand a copy to a new believer and then not be like, okay, this is this is not how I speak. This is archaic language. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want them to feel like they're reading Shakespeare or something like that. We want them to feel like they're reading something that they can understand. Yes. And we yeah. feel very confidently about that with the CSB. We, mm-hmm. we love the CSB. We had to recommend it. We're both holding our verse-by-verse Christian Standard Bibles. So... We love it. We highly recommend it. Go to Instagram, follow them at Christian Standard Bible. Absolutely. Get one and you will enjoy it. Yeah. Your pages are all bent. You said that down weird. I, I, I picked my Bible up in a hurry because Rob said to all the guys, like, hey, we're, we're both holding. It's so like, ah, I got it. I, I don't want to. Pick I, that thing up. Pick it up. I don't, don't, wanna, don't make me a liar. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, so as we talk about though, with hospitality, you know, and thankfully we, we know scripture tells us that we are to be evangelistic or mm. to seek opportunities to, to share the love of Christ with others. Yep. There's obviously very practical ways to do that with hospitality, but you kind of have a system laid out and you're going to talk through um, a, a lady's method. So not a lady's method. It's actually a, a guy's method that I heard. Okay. It, it was a, is recent. It was um, Gospel Coalition on preaching the gospel for all there's, to hear. I will say there's a lot of links that we will have in the show notes, so please check out those articles and stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, so hospitality and evangelism. How's that How's that work out? Give us a little, a great, simple little um, yeah, tool so, for that. So what the guy said, and I can't remember his name right now, I can't find the article, but what he said, mm-hmm. he laid out this model mm-hmm. of um, as times change, there's different ways in which we connect with the people that are in our culture. Mm-hmm. And he said one of the ways that he's found helpful is this paradigm of coffee, dinner, 
gospel. Gotcha. Coffee, dinner, gospel. And you could take that literally. So it happens in one evening. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Coffee comes out first. Then you feed them some food, loosen them up a little, a little bit, bit. <laughs> drop the gospel on them. Uh, no, it, you can take it literally or figuratively. But what, what he's saying is um, have some kind of event where, whether that's going out and getting coffee or that's just sitting in your front yard, whether that's going for a walk, whatever, where you can have essentially surface level conversation. Yeah. Oh, look how nice the weather is. How's work going? Um Look, how about that? He says, how about them bulls? Because he's from Chicago. Like we would say, how about the Cavs? Or if you're a LeBron fan, how about the Lakers? That kind of thing. Go Lakers. Hopefully they win the NBA finals. Anyway, um, <laughs> the the thing that he's saying is that you essentially just need to have this um, space where you can have surface level conversation. Mm-hmm. Said, Initial then, kind of a thing. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. dinner, whether that's actually then inviting them over to dinner or just another transition where you go from surface level conversation to now you're talking about more meaningful conversation. Hey, how are your kids? How's your wife? How's your how's your husband? How's your like how are you doing like mm-hmm. in light of COVID? What's going on? Um, that kind of thing. So you go from surface level conversation or coffee right to more meaningful conversation, dinner. And you just the way you transition to that is by listening for cues for them to bring you in so maybe they maybe you're talking about the weather and then they make a statement about yeah like it's been really really tough on my kids not being able to be outside or something like that because of covid or not go to the parks because of covid Mm -hmm. with how nice the weather is then like oh that's a cue like i can now have a more meaningful conversation like oh tell me more about that listening well yeah yep and then um we have those conversations so that we can transition to the most meaningful conversation the gospel Mm -hmm. So he, he uses that paradigm, coffee, dinner, gospel. Um, he says that you don't have to jump right into the gospel. There's nothing wrong with jumping right into the gospel by by any means. <laughs> like, yeah, share the gospel. Um, but in our culture, what seems to be a more effective approach, and this isn't a sweeping statement, just more often than not, is have that surface level conversation, look for the opportunity to have a more meaningful conversation, and then from there transition to the most meaningful conversation, coffee, dinner, mm-hmm. gospel. No. I love that little short little like coffee dinner gospel and just it's a practical thing you can do it but it's also like be listening in your conversation with your coffee your, your entry level surface level how can I what things can I reach back to and are more in depth and then how can I kind of begin to have the conversation about the gospel yeah Beautiful. exactly um, talk to me a little bit about this next thing about this this lady Rosera Rosaria. Rosaria Butterfield. Have um, you ever heard of her? I have. Okay. She has a book out, right? She's the one, yes, The Gospel yep. Comes with a House Key, Yep. Um, which has been out for a couple of years. Yeah, 2018. Very popular book. Mm-hmm. I've never read it, I'll be honest. I've heard good I. things about it. But um, you have a recap here, so tell us about when you read the book, what you thought about it. So I haven't read it. Oh, okay. Thanks for that. <laughs> Danielle, I believe, has. Um, uh, she, she's calling me right uh, now. She Well, she let her chime in on this. No, I'm going to let her know. I'll call her back. Um but yeah, she she's read the book, and Rosario Butterfield also has another book called "What Is It?" The story of like an unlikely convert, something along those lines. That's the one you've read. I haven't read either. <laughs> okay, just kidding. I, just I would like kidding. to read both of them. They're both yeah. very good, um, from what I have heard. Mm-hmm. But essentially, Rosario Butterfield, if you haven't heard of her, she was a tenured professor at Syracuse. She was in a lesbian relationship, and she um, wrote. She was pretty active and outspoken in the LGBT community. Mm, okay, and what she what she did, she wrote an article, and it was essentially, if I'm remembering the story right, it was kind of critiquing the Christian viewpoint on okay. 
homosexuality. Gotcha. And she would get responses. It was it was a published article, so she would get a lot of responses, and she would kind of put it in these two different categories of fan mail or hate mail. Okay. And she received one from a pastor mm-hmm. that like appreciated her writing, gently pushed on some things, wanted to have a more conversation, and she she didn't know where to put that. Uh, fan mail or hate mail. Yeah. And so she's like, I don't really know what to do with this. This is unlike yeah. all the other responses I get. Mm-hmm. So this pastor um, invited her to have dinner with his wife and family and invited her into their home. And just part of the process was like, hey, like we would we would love to talk with you about what scriptures say. We would love to um, walk you mm-hmm. through that, mm-hmm. read the Bible with us, um, and we'll be able to, if you have any questions, and ask us questions. And they went through, I think she said she went through the Bible like three times. Wow. Maybe more, before ever um, being converted. But she was mm-hmm. eventually converted. She wow. came out of that relationship. She left her job, and she is now married to a Presbyterian pastor. Wow. Then um, they invite people into their home to read scripture yeah. together and just try to be as hospitable as possible. And they, there's a good podcast that she does with nine marks and we've got some articles linked as well, but we're linked to all that, but just very helpful stuff yeah. in the way that hospitality is actually um, a great evangelistic tool instead of just shouting at people or instead of just um, refusing to get to know people to say, Hey, c- come into my home. You invite someone in your home. Yeah. That's vulnerable. Yeah. They get to see your mess. They get to see, um, like how your kids are, they get to see you're inviting them in behind the curtain. Yeah. The re- authentic, you're, you're being yeah. real with them. And they can feel the love that you have for them by doing that. And then to create a space where you can have those conversations, the dinner, right. the meaningful conversations, but then also the most meaningful um, is just really effective. So so that's what I guess you talk about the most meaning is the most effective. Because a lot of people, regardless of uh, religion or where you're at, with any of that, like you can have people over, you can be authentic, you can share life with them which is great and so that's why like hospitality is a, is a great gift it's a common grace that the lord has given all people yeah um but we do it with not for the sole purpose that for evangelism because we also just love people and enjoy people yeah but there's an element of the hospitality in the gospel that this point that we really want to get to eventually yeah it's with purpose that we're doing this yeah i, I mean what Exactly. Ultimately, we do, we show people hospitality. We invite them in. We love them because we have been shown hospitality. We have been invited in. We have been loved by God. He had no reason um, or no, he was not forced in any way Mm -hmm. to bring us in. And yet he kindly did. He showed us love. He showed us mercy. He showed us grace by providing a way for us to be brought in. And so Mm -hmm. as a response, we try to sh- not only share the gospel with our words, but we also try to say, hey, I'm living this out. Like, mm-hmm. I've been invited in. I've been, right. and I want you to experience that as well. So come into my home. Yes. Let me show you that I love you. Mm-hmm. Let me share the most meaningful conversation that I can have with you about a God who's inviting you in to yeah. experience life with him. No, that's great. And we've talked a lot about hospitality in relation to homes. Um, and if you have a home, that's a great thing you can do. Some people, they don't have uh, a space to do that in. So I just want to encourage you, you can be hospitable uh, on Sunday mornings with, with the gathered body, with new people who come in. Be hospitable. Be intentional to, to talk to new people and to just hear them and just enjoy the conversation. Um, it's the same thing where you're kind of surrendering your own space. It might be uncomfortable. It might be a little bit um, 
take a little bit of effort, but you're surrender, surrendering that space so that others feel welcome, loved, and appreciated. Yeah. So that's your your living room space, your house, or just your regular rhythm of conversation with on Sunday mornings. You're, you're yielding some of that so that you can talk to someone else and then yeah. help them feel welcome, or even just having a conversation with a coworker or whatever. You're 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 kind of yielding your other priorities or things so that you can help this person feel valued and loved. And so we are called to do that as Christians, and that's. That's hospitality. Yeah. Um, and don't feel like you have to have everything put together mm, to be hospitable. It's kind of like the opposite of that. Yeah, exactly. Like just show people you're willing to have them into your home, into your life. You can be hospitable. Maybe you have a, a very small apartment. It's just inconvenient for you to have a lot of people over. Like be hospitable with your time. Mm-hmm. Let them know, hey, yeah. I, I will share my life with you. Yeah. Like enjoy this. I, I'm, I'm going to do laundry or I'm going yeah. to run some errands. Like do you want to come along? Yep. And, and, and that's, that's a great point. Like the priority is not um, what they think of you. Priority is what they think about the Lord. And mm. with their believers, you want to encourage them in that. If they're not, you want to find ways to help introduce them to, to Christ. So yeah, um, it's a great gift to, to show hospitality. It's easier for some than others. We acknowledge that. But this is a great way to honor the Lord and to have the Lord work in our own hearts. Amen. Having said all that, thank you guys so much for listening. And we are glad that we're, we're back at it. And... Um, We'll be rolling out weekly with podcasts. As always, we'd love hearing from you. You can head over to our website, simpletheology.org, um, see all of our content, connect with us. You also see our email, info at simpletheology.org, if you want to email us. We are on Instagram at simpletheologypod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash simpletheology. We are on every single social media platform there is. If you go to hashtag simpletheologypod, just kidding. Um, but you can find us on Instagram and Facebook, and even Twitter with that hashtag. Mm. Um, Give us a call, 614-233-1098. Love to hear from you guys. We appreciate you, and um, that's it. Peace. Peace out. Peace out.